By the time we get round to actually releasing this, though, uh, it could be June and, and everybody's better. Or society has collapsed. We, I think we must start with an apology for how poor we've been in terms of content providing. I know there's a lot of you out there crying out, where's the next episode of the Semitone Podcast? I have people in the streets. Because this is the first time we've sat down and recorded since the Christmas special. And so that that's a long time. It's March now, in case. Yeah, it's such a happier time. Mm. Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. Although we're through that, we're that mid, that, that sort of early part of the year dip. Yeah, I suppose so. But this, the start of the year has been horrendous. Not for us personally, it's gone quite well, but the... I, four. I think about Australia, that was on fire. Yes. That was that was the main news Someone liked in chat. January. <laughs> and then it's suddenly this fucking coronavirus steals Australia's thunder. <laughs> what's been good? What's ha- what's a good thing that's happened? Positive. Um, oh, all the f- football cancelled. Um, you got a cat? I did get cat. That was that was actually very positive. That's she's now little Stevie is a week in our care, and the the first night that we had her, I spilt red wine on her. So, and she's got this white fur. <laughs> I was really concerned that I'd stained this cat, this like brand new cat. And I was just like, oh shit, no, what have I done? And then she's fucking livid because <laughs> she's got red wine. Spends the next 45 minutes sort of licking herself clean. Did you pour and white wine on her? Yeah. <laughs> sort of rub soda water and salt into her. Um, no, she licks herself clean and she comes back and it's all, cut, all the wine stain is off of her lovely white fur. And then she's acting really strange. And I'm pretty sure we got her pissed. Was she a bit abusive? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my positive news. We got cat. What is your positive news? Um, this isn't positive news, but this is something that happened to me this week, which may be amusing and may not be amusing at all, but let's go with it. <laughs> it's a story that requires a, f- a few prongs going into it. And may have nothing coming out the end of it. But is in like prongs as if you're trying to test the how cooked a potato is? Yeah, sort of well no threads. There's backstory. There's depth. Okay. There's a there's a there's a um a sort of prose well, to this. Take your time, tell us a story. So there's nothing else to talk about. Okay, so there's various factors. Yeah. Uh, the first one being that recently okay, so this is the music related bit. Oh, so it is actually related it is, to, it is, to this is, podcast. Is, is this is music talk this like. is music this is music that sounded like a sort of radio one it did this is music, music. no that's eastenders no no um, eastenders we don't we don't have a license for that though so <laughs> anyway carry on with your story so okay so the the first um music related bit is that I've gotten into recently... Have you ever heard of the band Public Service Broadcasting? No. So they're like a, a sort of spoken word band. but They, they sound pl- fun. <laughs> um, and they play over uh, some really interesting music. Yeah. So one of the, um, the songs I've really gotten into recently is they've released an EP inspired by the Titanic, and one of the songs is uh, White Star Liner. 
The second bit is that I I've recently got an Alexa and uh, I use the Alexa as an alarm clock and I haven't quite worked out how the Alexa works. So sometimes it wakes me up with the radio and sometimes it wakes me up with my Spotify discovered weekly playlist. That's quite a cool function, you know, yeah, wake so up some new music. New music every week. Every Monday I get a brand new song that I've never heard before waking me up, right? The third part... It'd be, of- be a different story if it was a, a brand new person. That you've never <laughs> met before. We- <laughs> it, it fills a void. <laughs> um, the, th- the third thing is that I really don't like horses. <laughs> okay. okay. Wait, met- wait, horses? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not the sound that concerns me about them. I just, I'm just not a fan, right? Did you get kicked by one? No, I've just never, I've never um, been comfortable being around something that I know has sentience and is bigger than me. Hence why we became a bit distant when you put on a bit a few years ago. <laughs> 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 I don't like horses, right? That's just, that's just something about me. I don't like cows, you know. Yeah. A- anything big with a brain? Yeah, I've yeah. been on a horse ride before and I can't deal with the thought that this horse could just do whatever the hell it wants and I have no I have no control, right? I don't feel like the horse respects me. <laughs> no, well not with that attitude, of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I see a horse, I know that horse thinks he's a big bastard. Wait, you? Well, tall. A he... horse wouldn't think that about you. A horse is much taller than you. This is not a physics discussion, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't like horses, right? So I wake up on Monday morning and there's a horse standing there <laughs> 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 morning <laughs> oh and the fourth sorry there's a fourth thing is that i got in a conversation in a cafe the other week which i told you about um about the woman that told me i was going to go to hell yes because i don't believe in god and you don't like horses and i don't like horses that <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna i <laughs> i will be confronted by god on upon my death and because i have not believed i will spend eternity in hell probably with horses and this is after you'd help that nice old lady fix her computer yes if you're out there civil <laughs> Fuck you. Keep on believing. <laughs> um, okay, so all that all that in mind, right? So Monday morning comes and, uh, you know, I'd had a late Sunday night, 10 past 10. I'd gone up to We've bed. We've all been there. We've all been there. Um, so I'm quite groggy on Monday morning and my Alexa goes off and the song that it decides to play is... Uh, by a band called LYR and it's called Never Good With Horses and if you play that song imagine waking up groggy not knowing where you are and and this is the voice that you hear but you were never good with horses were you my dear always took a step backwards when they came near hmm And then he gets the fucking chorus. I thought I'd died. (laughs) I thought I'd died and God was confronting me. (laughs) I woke up with a cold sweat going, where the hell am I? It's Friday now. That 
taken me a week to recover. All of those prongs were good. Those were good prongs. And the ending wasn't. No, the ending, no, that's what I mean. Like, all the prongs were valid to your... Yes. Uh, forking of the potato. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things you've done in your life, all the bad things that you've done in your life, I just don't think if there is a God, he's not going to berate you about not liking horses. <laughs> It probably would be something. He's going to berate you for being a climate denier. (laughs) I've just never seen the evidence. (laughs) So we should probably start. Should we start? Should we? (laughs) Who did we start? Did we start? Well, we did. When we, we I thought it was. was If I remember correctly, um, I started with Michael. That week. that was so the week after it was Michael, Michael so this week it's Florence, Florence and, and the, the machine. Florence and the machine. Yes, 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 yes. I think. We already knew that you loved her. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, like, there's almost no point me asking, hey, how's your week been? Because you're just going to turn around and be like, my week was fucking incredible. I found the artist of my dreams and I'm never going to spend any other time listening to anybody else ever. This, this week has cemented my indifference to Florence and the Machine. I'm really, really surprised. I genuinely thought we were on to a winner here. <laughs> um... No, no, no. I'm being, I, I'm being, I'm being facetious, um, but also honest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like facetiousness is the best policy. <laughs> let's let's go through it because I feel like this is going to be the usual. I've not listened hard enough, and you're going to point out the good bits. Oops. And you're going to point out the good bits to me, and I'm going to go, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, there, there have been some highlights. There've been some proper highlights. I just, I've just, I've, I've not been, I've not been arisen to a level that I was expecting. The fact that you didn't get it immediately worries me. You've missed your chance with Florence and the Machine. It's kind of like if you didn't listen to that first album and are immediately like, shit, this is incredible. I don't really see. What? How are you gonna get back on? Uh, the ship's gone. You're sort of you're drowning in the wake at this point. <laughs> With a horse just staring at you, <laughs> unwilling to help. <laughs> um, no, I think so. Okay, so here's 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 my was my opinion. Take it or leave it. Okay. <laughs> um, so he actually offered up his opinion. <laughs> like he uncupped his hands. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the female-led band, right? And I feel that Florence and the Machine are sort of a myriad of a lot of styles that I can attain individually by going to those bands that I like that aren't them. So, for example, if I want to go for, like, the poppier stuff, Marina and the Diamonds, I know it's not the Diamonds aren't the band, but you know what I mean, in terms of those big poppy vocal performances and catchy melodies, 
Marine and the Diamonds, the rockier stuff, um, people like Wolf Alice, Metric, those sort of bands, a bit more grungier. And then even sort of the folkier stuff, um, there's people, uh, Waxahachie, you ever heard of her? No. Um, she's really good, but that's, that's more sort of pure folky stuff. Obviously, Florence's voice is stunning. Like, I won't even, I won't even begin to argue that, Tom. So the songs that stood out to me, and you'll see, are the ones that weren't her building to this long, elaborate vocal performance. I after about three of those, I was like, "Yes, she's she's good. She can sing. This is a good feeling." I struggle with good feelings. Well, that's that's really interesting. We'll get onto that later. So I think you're wrong. I think I I kind of get where you're coming from. But also how I would see it is Florence and the Machines are, I feel, like a genre unto themselves. Yeah, see, that's what I want you to explain to me, is what... Not so much that it needs to be a genre, just that what are you getting from it? I would say, well, what am I getting from it? Excitement. You, I think, like what you said, what I think is amazing about female-led rock groups is you have this amazing juxtaposition of this really heavy music... And often this, like, stunning and powerful voice that's a lot higher than, say... Yes. Yeah. And I think that the, the combination of those two things kind of makes, in my head, like, the perfect sound. Okay. You get everything there. But that's not really why I like Florence and the Machine so much. I would struggle to call Florence and the Machine pop or rock or grunge or, or folk. I kind of think they're Florence and the Machine. Yes. I listen to them and think... That's your sound. That is unique to you. I can't put you in a box. I think that's what I'd quite like to talk to you about, is you getting those underlying layers. Because I every most songs, I was like, oh, it's getting to a good... A, bit, a little bit similar to Muse in that respect. It's getting to a big, long, elaborate note. And I go, oh, that's very good. But I can't understand the words. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I'm also wondering if this is a similar situation to Jose Gonzalez, where you do like Jose Gonzalez's music, but what you've had to do is had to listen to three albums which are very similar. Yes. There's not a lot yeah, of variation yeah. between the albums, whereas myself, I listened to Florence's first album, yeah. then eagerly anticipated second and third and fourth. Subsequently, I've had a lot of time to be excited, and when there is some new Florence stuff, it's just what I wanted to hear. That's a very good point, actually. That like obviously the way we consume this is yeah. quite difficult, but that doesn't mean to say I didn't enjoy things. Should we get to some highlights then? Should we? Or should we start? Should we give st- the people some music to listen to? Yeah. Should we start with lungs? Start with lungs. As a quite as a little side note, because you've already said it once, and I'm determined not to say it. You're okay to say it, but I say it all the time. Is I'm going to try and not say the words juxtaposition and encapsulate. Nice, cool. For this entire pocket. So if I do, can you please go... Stop. Pick a different word. Yes. Okay, cool, we'll do. Okay. So as a juxtaposition... <laughs> so why are you just... Oh, it's cheap. Yeah. <laughs> it's effective. It's effective, right? yeah. Good stuff. So, yes, lungs. Sometimes it seems the moment is just too wrong I went out for a walk at lunch and I stuck this on and 
I put that first song on, The Dog Days Are Over, and suddenly I was in the mid-2000s end of a reality show compilation. Yes, her songs from all albums lend themselves to so sports much. montages, yes. end of the Olympics. End of Glastonbury. End of uh, Strictly Gum Dancing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Which is a great, which is a great thing to have. Yeah. And I, I actually was walking down the road, sort of, you know like being quite pensive and sort of thinking about the previous few days <laughs> montage <laughs> I read something that they recorded that with no instruments oh really in like a tiny little studio but I don't really understand how that happened I can sort of when you hear it you go oh I could see how they did that with just vocals because that, that's what I hadn't realised about her that so it was initially so do you know why they're called Florence and the Machine yeah so it's it's Florence Florence Welch and her mate Isabel Summers yes. Isabella Summers yeah Isabella who, Summers who was then Florence called the Machine because she was so good with uh, recording and electronic yes. instruments, and I which think it's a very cool nickname. Which someone called me the machine. The machine. Yeah. The other the other thing about her vocals is there are lots there were lots of layers going on there. Yeah. God, you love layers, don't you? Well, vocal I... layers, thematic layers, instrument layers, cake layers. Not a big fan of cake layers. Uh, is that because you're gluten intolerance? Brick layers, on the other hand. Brick layers. Away. My kind of guys. Um, right, lads. Good. So the the first Florence song that I heard, uh, they did the performance of Rabbit Heart okay. on Jules Holland, um. and from that point I was in love. That was my first exposure to the word Midas. And I didn't really understand it at the time. But, uh, you know, I thought, oh, that's a nice word. And then understood what Midas touch was and who King Midas is, was. Do you want to hear that in Goldfinger? Only God, yeah, it didn't, it didn't quite click. So then hearing the lyric, who is the lamb and who is the knife? Midas is king and he holds me so tight and turns me to gold in the sunlight. Um, I was like, damn, that's good. That's, that's good. That's good. That's a good lyric. I thought you'd be all all into yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't really. There's yeah. too many vocal layers. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the the artists you've recommended have been. It's very stripped back. You, I suppose, you don't tend to go for bands really that are throwing a lot there. If you do, it's. One voice, one guitar, one yeah. drum kit, bass. It's all. Everyone's got their own layer. Everyone's got their own box. And you stay in that box and don't move out. Don't add anything else that you should. <laughs> yes. So. So really, this is your this is problem. My fault. No, the, no, because because some of the notes I've made, uh, especially this this first album. So, for example, how. Um, the fact all the songs were quite different also made me 
think that actually it's a sort of classic first album in the fact that it's a it's a load of different styles and almost like a load of demos mm. that they'd sort of pull together. So I didn't know that um so like Kiss with a Fist that she'd recorded with another band previously. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Look at we, you with your facts. Yeah, I know, yeah. So well prepared. Well I didn't like the music, did I? So I had, to, <laughs> <laughs> had, to, had to bring something. Um, <laughs> So she'd recorded that with in it. I haven't heard it, but she'd recorded that previously with another band, and yeah. you can totally tell when you hear it. It's that it's just a completely it's a complete offset almost. Should we do your favorite song, and I'll do my favorite song? That's a good idea. Currently, my favorite song of this album is "My Boy Builds Coffins." memorable and informative um, but no i did like that that was that was an interesting one very dark i was not expecting how dark this album is lyrically there's so much violence and just awfulness for something that's used in so many happy compilations yeah what i love about the song is genuinely the, the lyrics because it is it's a fascinating take on death for such a minimalist song for her, there's still so much going on, and as you alluded to, loads of vocal layers, and it builds. So by the time you get to the end of the song, you've got all these vocal layers in the final chorus, and I just think that makes it so powerful. Yeah, because those those songs I appreciated more that were those are the ones that stood out to me as being new. Did you feel like this is more of an album of old demos that had been thrown together? That's a bit. I mean, that's a bit harsh, but that was what came to mind because because the songs were quite different compared to compared to when we got onto Vampire Weekend's first album, which I think yes, no, it, which flows a lot better as one piece of music, which is not necessarily a good or bad thing. No, I'll give you that. I will give you that. I just feel like there is there's more gluing this together than you. I think you you're recognizing. Well, there's. I can't quite describe what it is, but it's that. I think what we were saying earlier, it's that Florence and the Machine feel that I feel like only really good artists can get. So my favourite song was Girl With One Eye. Because it's, it's got that sort of bluesy... Mm-mm-mm. Yes, bluesy um, flow to it, but yeah, it's still got that underlying Florence sound, and oh, then and you've it got has fewer vocal layers, as and well. it's got fewer vocal layers. But then you've got Kiss with a Fist, which is like a grungy, grungy indie song, but it's got that Florence sound, and then you've got like the sort of you've got the love, which is more of a poppy song, but it's still got that Florence sound. You got the love. You got the How successful do you think that album would be if it was released now? 
incredibly successful. Fine. Valid point. Let's move on. <laughs> so it's 10 years, over 10 years since that Slowly. came out. I think this is one of the best albums of all time. Oh! Yeah, it's all right. The second album. Ceremonials. What did you make of this album? Um, it very much the same. The There were the hits that I'd heard. And I was like, the hits are great. The rest of it, not a lot stood out. It was it was more of the same. Let's get to the big vocal performance with less of the v- variety of the first album. So you you feel like that they sort of cemented on their sound a bit more. Yeah, and I didn't like that. <laughs> um, this was the album I enjoyed the least. That that doesn't mean to say there weren't good bits. So it opens with shake it out. It doesn't. So it opens with. What no? What don't? What was your highlight? It, open with? it opens with only a four a night. Well, I forgot that. So was Shake It Out a highlight for you? Yeah, I see. So Shake It Out, I think, is a is a, maybe an example of why I wasn't completely blown away. Is the great song very catchy? The lyrics are sort of like it's always darkest before the dawn. That's I mean I've heard that before, and it's sung a lot in the song. I know the so so the song I, I read about, and it's. It's all about sort of, it's supposed to be like a hangover cure song, which I think is really good in that respect. And that is really, I mean, they've completely nailed that. And like, what's your favourite song on this one? There was only one song that I, I sort of didn't like, and that was Breaking Down. <laughs> That's one of the only ones that I've written down that I like. <laughs> I think it's because it it sort of reminds me of a Christmas song. I don't know what Christmas song it sounds like. Don't same. I'm baffled why it reminds me of Christmas. Oh, I think it's the plinky plonky descending scale <laughs> that probably does it. But I wrote that down as a bit different. Yeah, I and actually, it is. It, maybe that's why I don't like it so much. <laughs> I like I like her normal stuff. Like, why yeah, does again it have to, we why does it have to change. <laughs> yeah, again we come to an impasse of basically I have liked the stuff that isn't their normal stuff, and you like their stuff, and the whole podcast <laughs> premise falls down. <laughs> what the water gave me was the first one I heard off this. I just think cholera. <laughs> I really liked it. And it sort of then you kind of notice how much she sings about water and drowning. Yeah, there's a um, lot of water. Yeah, I think one of her, I can't remember the actual story, but I think one of her idols drowned herself. Um, uh, I think there's a famous singer who, who famously went swimming and drowned that wasn't Jeff Buckley. Um, it, was a, it was a lady. It was a lady singer. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, it's the progressive podcast. (laughs) Maybe look that up. Yeah, Yeah, again, a big... So much sort of gospel as well starting to come in there, which influences the later album. You can see, like, religion is a big aspect of what she she sings about, but it's also, it is how... It's actually much more interesting than church. 
Um, <laughs> another, uh, the next one that, that really stands out is Seven Devils. Yes, I I wasn't grabbed. I think okay, so I'm gonna be a bit of a hypocrite now. Um, and the other song that I really liked on this was No Light No Light, mm-hmm. which was I think another one of those ones where those big vocal notes come together to produce something that really stands out. Yeah, and No Light No Light was so good at doing that that when Seven Devils came on, I was a bit brought back down which you might think is a good thing, but actually there wasn't much that stood out in it that made me go, oh, I like that. But no light, no light. There's about a song, an album, or a few, that's, that's harsh, a few songs on an album where I'd like those big big stuff coming together and that's one on that album that's very hypocritical of you when yeah. you say you don't you found yourself zoning out during the quieter bit of <laughs> the Florence and the Machine song just because you uh, sort of historically like a quieter song you were saying how you didn't like it when too much was going on but then there wasn't much of a melodic catch to it it was just which again is what I thought you'd be into. <sighs> like you don't like melody or, or like nice sounding music. You're, sort of, <laughs> you're generally quite against it. Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything against Seven Devils. I think I just sort of skipped through it. It didn't. It didn't immediately grab me. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, leave my body was probably my favourite song off this album. I'm gonna leave. Yeah, I like that. Yet again, big, big, big vocal. Big. That sort of. Uh, so the next album, how big, how blue, how beautiful. Uh, yeah, two thousand fifteen. Bit of hi- hiatus. Four years. Four years to get their act together. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. Well, she took a, she took a year off all music. Can I say, Tom? This was my favorite album of all time. No. Okay, cool. That was too much to hope for. <laughs> Why um, so? Um, so, see, I feel bad that I enjoyed the stuff where she was the most depressed. Well, no, that's the classic you, isn't it? Well, I mean, I, I, I always remember our friend Fraser's assertion that he thought, uh, quote, Biffy Clyro got shit when he got happy. And it happens to the best of them. It happens to the best. Everyone's, everyone's susceptible to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed the stripped downness of it, and I finally got her unbelievable vocals. Because there was less layering going on, it was layering, just more pure. A bit and... more, there's a few more things just to grab you in. Ship to Wreck, opening song. Wreck. 
that was that was still quite similar to previous stuff i felt that has also been used on uh many a sports montage yes that was another and i i listened to that and i thought okay this is classic florence i also quite like the fact that that was that has a really nice descending scale in it and in vampire weekend there are like never-ending like rising scales (laughs) and we've got that and i'm not going to say the word beginning with (laughs) j but then the first song that made me think yes this album's for me was um, What Kind of Man. That riff just grabbed me and then I was sucked in and then the voice came in and it was like, bam. That was also the first song I'd heard when this album dropped. This is like the teaser yeah. song. <laughs> Similar to you, it was that riff. That... And again, there's not a lot of vocal layering. It's just her really gritty, almost Bonnie Tyler-esque. Yeah. There's a, there's a bit of gravelness. She's been drinking sand. Uh, she's letting the growl come out. And that's, re- that's soulful. I love that. And I think that rawity that word don't know but um, it works rawness mm. um makes me feel closer to the artist my favorite song from this album is long and lost lost in the fall hollow here so why do you like that it makes me want to cry that song Oh. It does. Not in a bad way. Just makes me. It feels like because it's got this sort of quite deep and personal musical element. It's very, very stripped back and for a usual, and for a usually quite in your face artist, when it is that stripped back and it 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 makes it feel a bit more personal. Okay. So when she's singing about feeling long and lost, it's like, oh, I can get that, and I can get that. You know, you're not you're not trying to hide a a sad thought behind some upbeat or energetic music. You're being quite straightforward. She's opened herself up a bit. Yeah, and it's really good. And I just think the way. So we're talking about how she often will end a song by adding all the elements and big big ending and this it's not you know there's a few elements added but the way that she sort of signifies the climax of the song is just by using a voice and just going up an octave using the falsetto it's not belted at you it's even more delicate in a strange way but it, it's more powerful can i tell you my favorite song of the entire week yes oh, oh shit wow which is third eye. Oh, how much? Again, this is really curious that I'm offering up some like lovely delicate songs that you haven't paid attention to and yeah. what you're coming back with are these classically Florence and the Machine songs, which well, are big and energetic and lots going on. 
there's lots going on, but actually, I feel like there's a subtlety to it. I feel like there's that underlying... There's a subtlety to the chaos. Yeah, there's the... Uh, uh, that gets me the, the, the sort of the hook. And then she delivers her quite pure vocals. Yeah. And then just a really beautiful melodic chorus which i think by this point i was i was starting to get it a bit more and then those bigger songs within the more subtle stuff that's when they made a bit more sense to me and it's a difficult thing to do to, to pinpoint a, a reason why you like a song yeah. a lot of the time, isn't it? it's a really it's a really stupid idea that we have <laughs> <laughs> even more stupid to try and get someone else to like it yeah. <laughs> sat in front of you exactly and understand my sp- thoughts and feelings <laughs> in the space of an hour on a friday <laughs> after a bottle of wine <laughs> um, but yeah no that was my favorite song of the week i think actually that's uh, that is fascinating because that's probably one of my least favorite album songs on this album. Yet again, completely justifying why we do this. Exactly, love it. Um, Mother. Big chorus. Interesting, because it to to me it sounds like a sort of classic sort of band song, mm. like a sort of normal, you know that that's a, an early demo or a like sort of band you see down the pub song. But that's your favourite. Ouch! It doesn't have that big Florenceness that you like. There's something about Mother. Going back to what I was Mother. saying, <laughs> what I was going to say about the drumming, it drives that. The drummer's been given free reign to be like, hey, you go nuts during that chorus. And it sounds really cool. I think the final highlight for me for this album is Make Up Your Mind. Another classic. A classic. It's one of the few Florence songs I actually think the verse is better than the chorus. Hold the horses. It's straight in there. Mm-hmm. Rather than being a sort of like, oh, here we go, here we go, here we go, whoa. It's more like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then, whoa. So you, I if, s- I was, if, that- <laughs> if I was going to present that through the medium of sound, <laughs> even though it's a song. Like the, a worse version of the sound that was already being presented to you. <laughs> <laughs> audio, audio descriptive for music final Florence album <laughs> I kind of feel from so this this is the first album that the machine has actually not got a songwriting credit on it yeah downfall of the machines but when I listened to Higher's Hope you could it felt like something was missing song didn't tune Mm-hmm. didn't massively grab me no. I then listened to Hunger and I was like she's back yes. it's classic Florence here we go it's that 
that was an interesting reading about that and about that's talk, talking about her eating disorder that she had and about how like it's hunger and sort of that hunger for fame and all those sorts of and um, those thoughts which and that as well demonstrates the depth of some of her lyrics which I hadn't quite appreciated yeah but yeah the rest of the album other than sort of thinking there was this more gospel more sort of religious themes just, just say gospel again these more gospel I said gospel you said I? gospel yeah. yeah more um these more gospel themes in there and these more religious themes um other than that I wasn't massively taken in I almost felt that she decided I want this to be more about me, which I get. You're 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 an artist. You're allowed to do that. I feel like her input into the music that was behind her has been either understated in her eyes, or she's feeling like that she's being drowned out by the music, which I didn't think that at all. I almost felt like her voice was like lifting up this music. Mm. It wasn't. It wasn't the band carrying her. It was her carrying this amazing band, which I suppose maybe that's like I don't want to carry a band anymore. Yeah, it could be anything that. But I think sort of together it was perfect. Do you almost feel like she did a solo album? Yes, actually, yeah. The one thing I was going to say actually, which I don't know, possibly um, as to your point, is that both these bands this week to someone who doesn't really know them. I think this episode could be called Oh, are they still around? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so these these are the bands that get you into music. I'm just so confused about where this artist has been hiding in your psyche. Well, Okay, should I give me my rationale? Yeah, yeah, go for it. So I had a friend who was into them, and that friend was like, oh, do you want to go and see them? i got a spare ticket. I was like, yeah, all right, they're all right. And I saw them live, and I was like, this is great. And I've gone back, and I've explored everything. I came out of that gig, Tom, the happiest I've been in a long while. So I was expecting something dark, moody, miserable, <laughs> uh, basic. So, <laughs> I, you know, I've had a really good week. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. So, you know, you can rest easy now. It, it, I feel like we've had two artists who have been very intense, but on different ends of the spectrum. You've got Florence is very dark, very pounding. Yeah. Whereas Vampire Weekend's been a bit more like, oh, we're, oh are we all here? <laughs> Stephen? Stephen? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, come on, mate, come on, mate, yeah. <laughs> Right, one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, and that's partly the reason I gave them to you. Just thinking, I'll be interested to see how Tom reacts. Imagine to this. if I hated it. Yeah, I think because I hadn't listened to Florence in such a long time, I was just excited to go through her back catalogue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when I eventually did sit down, I really, really enjoyed them. Good. I had a great time. Okay, let's start. Let's start at the beginning. Yeah, I mean, pretty much first album. most of their first album, I Vampire would, I'd recommend. I thought really, really good. First, first track, Mansard Roof. I see a mansard roof through the trees. I see a salty 
Ooh, that's perturbing. And interesting. And gets you in. Do you not think? Explore. I concur. Good. With your proposal. I like the idea that they've sat in a room and gone, Oh, guys, I've I've found a new noise. (laughs) Shall shall I put it in the next song? Definitely. Absolutely. Do you want to hear it first? No. No. (laughs) Let's just put it in. I'm sure it's great. Oxford comma. Who the hell writes a song about an Oxford comma? So I've listened to this song quite a few times. I still haven't researched what an Oxford comma is, so I'm going to do that now whilst Ox- you tell me while, why you like Oxford comma as well. But I can tell you what an Oxford no, comma is. No, 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 no. I want to no, tell you. No, no don't okay. tell me. Just tell me why you like it. I can't tell you why I like it. I just can tell you what an Oxford comma is. No, 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 no. Um, I like... I like Shit. <laughs> so I, I need to now Google one of the words in... <laughs> Yeah, I'm fucking. I need to Google one of the words in the um, description. <laughs> What's a description? Uh, no, no, I need to Google it first, and then, <laughs> and then I will read it to you, and you have to guess which which word <laughs> I didn't understand. <laughs> I knew the word; I just never seen it written out before. A comma used after the penultimate item in a list of three or more items before and or or. Yes. Um, the word I struggled with was three. Always just seen the number, never seen it written out before. (laughs) I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely... Obviously the only difficult word in that sentence was (laughs) penultimate. I was like, what the hell's penultimate? (laughs) Anywho... (laughs) Oxford comma. As if you were like, looked at me like I didn't know how three was spelled. Well, I was genuinely worried. I was taking the piss out of myself. Yeah, but you play the role so well. Yes, Oxford comma. A cheeky little riff to get you in. And then a lyric that just grabs you completely out of nowhere. Yeah, definitely. Everyone writes about love. Everyone writes about, you know, unhappiness and their soul falling apart. But no. He's singing about the real issue. When he goes into his falsetto and starts sort of wailing around a bit, yeah. it does kind of remind me of In the Jungle, The Mighty Jungle. Well, that's ruined that for me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they did remind me of The Beach Boys. Yes, actually. Mm. If, if The Beach Boys had a few more instruments... Round, round, get around, I get around, yeah, get around, round, round, I get around, I get around. So then the third song. Genuinely, the song I disliked the most. Really? Yeah. Now, I think that might be my own fault. 
over overused. Yes. Yeah. But only the riff, because I'd never heard them sing in it. <laughs> so I oh, really. <laughs> so this this just this reminds me of late noughties, early two thousand and tens sitcoms. Any British sitcom, <laughs> yeah. it just seemed to be played on, and it also made me think Vampire Weekend were a British band. Yeah. Because it just it was being played constantly. Almost, it kind of reminded me of the Libertines for some reason. Like just it, because they were also on the Inbetweeners. <laughs> yes, it, it was th- that sort of music. Uh, Inbetweeners, Gavin and Stacey. Yeah. Those sort of songs. Uh, same with Razor Light. Because it's it's my least favourite song. And I, I'd be inclined to skip it when I first hear the riff. But I'd be wrong to do so. Yeah. Because it's good. Have, have you? Um, I feel like I just went on a journey there. The next brilliant track is number four. Oh, they're just all great, Tom. Would you mind telling everybody what this track is called? Uh, it's called Cape Cod Quasconazel. tends to play that riff so he'll play that and sing <laughs> at the same time he's a talented boy as our Ezra very talented there, did you read the very hilarious and unfair criticism of the band when they first came out um, maybe <laughs> about me. them being the whitest band yes. alive <laughs> Have you heard what Alice Cooper said about them? Oh my god, are all American bands metrosexual now? I mean, I heard the title Vampire Weekend and I thought, oh man, that's going to be great. i got to see it. <laughs> and there were these guys with little Gap t-shirts on and I'm going, what happened to the balls and rock and roll? Why are American bands so wimpy? The article that wrote this, which I found, <laughs> started out, out with, the makeup wearing senior citizen with a girl's name <laughs> said. <laughs> <laughs> but this is not this is not an album that you pump iron to. You don't pump iron. You pump up your inflatable airbed as your friend comes for the weekend to write some poetry. No, no, your friend's friend comes. <laughs> Yeah, you've got this slightly awkward relationship. <laughs> but you're happy to help. Yeah. <laughs> Anything for a friend of a friend. <laughs> okay, so what albums were your highlights on that first album? Bryn? Burn? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd had yeah I'd say we were acquaintances <laughs> I had a pint and I was bopping like jumping oh, so you to all these bop tunes at the best of times I don't think I've ever bopped you bopped your cherry <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> okay so another song on that album which I hadn't heard properly until I went to the gig was one bracket Blake's got a new face. 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 Imagine that with two thousand people shouting that back to you. No. Is that? 
<laughs> no, I reckon that'd be really cool. The capacity of Alexandra Palace is 4,500. <laughs> it's just happy. Yeah, it's, it's a super fun album. And it's it's nice to see you this happy, Cameron. <laughs> Considering all... You sound like my therapist. Yeah. <laughs> Considering... It's good to see you exploring positive emotion. <laughs> We're laughing, we're happy, we're good. Move on to Contra. Highlights? White sky. It all comes to us. What are your highlights from this album? Holiday is obviously... It's it overtook my favorite other song called Holiday. <laughs> What's your favorite holiday? It is Green Day. Do you think Holiday Green Day is better than Holiday Vampire Weekend? Well, let's find out, shall we? Yeah, I, I, I feel like we've answered our own question. Yeah, now. Green like, Day holiday is much better. Be Green Day. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was a blast in the past. That was great. Oh, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I mean, and to be fair to us, we were bopping along to holiday. The can't remember their name anymore. Vampire, Vampire Weekend's Weekend. uh, <laughs> version, but Green Day's holiday was so good. It actually made me forget what we are doing. Anyway, anyway, uh, fun fact about. Contra. Yes. The album, you probably know, is fun fact, because you're a little swat. Um, Vampire Weekend got sued by the lady on the album artwork mm. for using her image without her permission. Someone's read the Wikipedia. Someone has read I'm the Wikipedia. I'm impressed. I did a little teeny tiny bit of research. Yeah, because they didn't um, Ezra just find the picture, like a Polaroid, and was like, oh, that looks good. Um, it means not wrong. It looks great. It's it does. Such it's a really... good, and you you wouldn't even tell that that was taken without our permission. <laughs> <laughs> My other highlight um, was cousins. They are relentless. Plowing on. Uh, Run was another good song from Contra that I enjoyed. Oh, yes. That pre-chorus is wicked. It's great, isn't it? The little synth in the background sort of reminds me of a video game sound. So you liked Contra. I enjoyed Contra. You've got through Contra. You then... Are you now moving on to Modern Vampires of the City? So they said with this album that they they slowed it down a bit. They said that there was some stuff that they would have been bored with previously that they thought we're going to put it in here. And you can tell by the album artwork, it's a bit more, it's, you know, black and white. It's a bit slower. It's a bit sort of lower. It looks kind of industrial revolutionary. Um, Imagine... Oliver Twist somewhere down there having a hard time 
As Oliver Twist is, is likely to have. And then, but then there's still the weirdness. I mean, you open the you open the album with a song called "Obvious Bicycle." Boom! Straight in. Man's yes. singing, man's playing guitar, man's having some drums behind him. Man's doing his shit. Man is doing his shit. And it sounds good. Um, and as you say, it's a bit slow, a bit more chilled. It's less, um, you know, it's almost, uh, he's on this downer from his sugar rush. So the next song is Unbelievers. Yes, big fan. Is this the fate that half of the world's planned for me? I feel like I can imagine this on a car advert. The new Skoda Fabia. Well, exactly. It's not an exciting car, but it's a car <laughs> that they're trying to make sound more exciting. <laughs> uh, another one of the car, Dying Young. That was the lead single. Oh, I remember. Like it. some sort of basic bitch, I choose the lead <laughs> single. Is that what you're trying to say, Cameron? Yep. <sighs> well, fuck you. <laughs> hey, I've got my own thoughts. Actually, no, you know what I meant to say about Dying Young is I hate it. <laughs> Far too mainstream. <laughs> I'm gonna let you squirm now. No, go on. Describe why you like Diane Young. I'm not squirming at all, mate. Why do you like it? Oh, you know. What's your favourite bit? Don't play it. Do you know what's, what? No, what do you like about it? Tell no, me exactly what you like about do you know what it. What I love about Diane Young. So why do you like Diane Young? Really enjoyed the brass section in it. So did I. Good. Uh, <laughs> another song <laughs> I enjoyed was Worship You. I suppose this is a song where it gives evidence to his previous rap career. Because <laughs> he sings really quickly, and that's what stood out to me in this song, was like, shit, man, that's difficult. <laughs> like, that's really hard to do. <laughs> and, you, and yet again, another climbing scale as well. Yeah. Um, man wants to be a rapping rock climber. Man wants to be a rapping rock climber. <laughs> so, final album of Vampire Weekend. Father of the Bride. Out last year. What do you think? Similarly to Florence's album, disappointing. Fuck off. This was this is the best album. It's not. Alright then. Uh it's it's a good album. I, th- I I don't I don't think it's a bad album, but I think there seems to be a key player that's left the band. No, you can fuck off with this album telling it me it's bad, because this is great. Uh, it's it's a good album. I, th- I I don't I don't think it's a bad album. I didn't say it was bad. I said it was the weakest album. It's the best album. It's not the best album. They are clearly missing something. No, this uh, this has everything. Harmony yeah. Hall, Bambina, 
Unbearably White, Sympathy. There's just so many good tracks. Can we say this one by one? Cameron, I'm not saying it's it's a bad album. I'm saying it's not that it's their worst album. But it's not. There's difference, but I don't think there's loss. Okay, so for example, Harmony Hall. Another one begins in the stone It's a good song. Yes. Not denying that. You need to calm down. I'm quite annoyed. It's not a bad album. It's a good album. <laughs> it's not their best. Say so, because if you listen, so Harmony Hill, I, I, and I understand why you think this is better, but you're wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. what is missing? is that fun element, that unpredictableness of like what noise is going to be taking place in this song. What it's replaced with, don't just point at the fucking computer screen, what it's replaced with is predictability. And it's like the harmony here where this love, lovely uh, arpeggiated guitar pluckiness, really cool. This has- But there's no like random sound effects like clinking and clonking and, and djembeing and this has that thing in it so the songs that I picked out really like Sympathy Sympathy is my favourite song on the entire album. That was the song I was listening to them before I went to see them live. And I was like, I hope they play that. Yes, and they did. And it was fantastic. Yet again, the confidence to stop the entire song to play, what, four notes? Yeah. <laughs> confidence and a talent combined leads to just absolutely complete uniqueness I think I've got to ask why why this band yeah why this group because it's so far the other end of the spectrum I think that's the reason I think because it's so far yeah the other end of the spectrum is it's such a relief I think I wouldn't have given them to you if I hadn't seen them live was just a completely uplifting experience that I've never experienced before with music. I suppose the bands that you've gone to see have been tend to be more mellow affairs. But even the but even the big bands that I have seen, there's people like the Killers and Coldplay. They still sing about fairly sad things. Yeah. Whereas these guys are just like everything about them is uplifting. All right, it's time to end the podcast. Oh, that's it. Uh, um, but yeah, no, I've enjoyed that. Thank you. Um, anyway, I've had a very, I've had a lovely evening. I've had a fantastic evening. I feel like you enjoyed Vampire Weekend more than I enjoyed Flying the Machine. I feel guilty about that. I am surprised about that. Who's won the series? Oh, me, for sure. You have a lot of boring music, so yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, no, fuck you as well. Uh, so that's Damn. it for series one <laughs> of Sony's Podcast. We may be back for a second, depending on somebody's taste in music. If it improves, we're there. If it doesn't, it's a shame. Real shame.
Yeah. Uh, rating out of 10? 6. Out of 20? 4. Out of 30? Ah, oh, 28. Thank you. You're welcome. That was season one. Thank you very much. Bye. Oh, I'm so happy you've got a nice pet. Ow, little shit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>